listening to a podcast from Light FM. It's the Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. Good morning. And on Monday, Motivators Today, in support of World Day Against Trafficking in Persons, which happened yesterday, we invited Project Liberate in for a chat. Asha caught up with the Project Liberate Operations Manager, Fatin Raza, and Program Officer, Alia Abra, last week. So today we're going to be talking about human trafficking, but I believe it's called something different now. So Alia, could you just give us a definition of human trafficking and what we should be calling it? Sure. So um, at Project Liberate, we like to use the term trafficking in persons as opposed to human trafficking as that's what's being used internationally at the moment. Mm -hmm. And what this is, is when a person is tricked, uh, sold or forced into a slave-like situation against their will in order to uh, be exploited for profit. We like to see trafficking in persons as a process. And what this entails is uh, what we call the AMP model, which is the act, means and purpose. Okay. So this is kind of, think of it as like an equation. So to get trafficking in persons, you need a, you need to add the act mm-hmm. plus the means plus the purpose. And the act is when the perpetrator, um, often referred to as the trafficker, takes an action which can be through uh, recruiting the victim, harboring the victim, transporting the victim, as well as providing something to the victim. Okay. And then how they do it is through luring them uh, through the use of threat. Is this the means part? Yes, this is the means part. Right. Yeah, how they do it is the means part. So they will do it through force, uh, threatening them uh, or persuading them, Mm -hmm. kidnapping them or by scamming them or giving them benefits. So that's through deception, basically. Mm -hmm. And the last part is the purpose of being trafficked. And that's usually through labor exploitation, sexual exploitation, removal of organs and other forms of exploitation, which I believe my colleague Fatin will speak about uh, after this. Okay. Um, wow. It sounds even more ominous when you think <laughs> of it as a process, yeah. which takes it to a different level. Uh, Fatin, did you want to give us some examples of the types of human traffic? Um, so some examples of human trafficking, uh, the first that come to my mind is forced labor. So forced labor is basically it refers to a situation in which a person uh, are coerced, is coerced to work through the use of violence or intimidation or by you know, a more subtle means such as manipulated debt, um, retention of identity papers or threats of denunciation into immigration authorities. So um, apart from that, we have also domestic work, um, but that doesn't mean that all domestic workers are being trafficked. Mm -hmm. It's just that, um, like what Alia mentioned, uh, trafficking is a process. If the elements uh, of the AMP, the act, means and purpose of getting the individual to become a domestic worker has those um, elements, um, then yes, it can be counted as trafficking in person. And the other one that I would like to highlight is also child labor. Child labor is basically work that is mentally, physically, uh, socially or morally dangerous and harmful to children. And it interferes with their schooling. So meaning work that deprive them uh, of the opportunity to attend school or maybe by obliging them to leave school prematurely. So Alia, a little bit earlier, you were explaining the, the process to us and the kinds of trafficking that take place. But what would be, I think, really helpful is to get an understanding of, of how this happens. 
Sure. So I can share with you uh, one case that has happened. Um, so we mentioned, I think, sexual. I, I mentioned sexual exploitation earlier. So mm-hmm. this will be a story about a sex trafficking survivor. Is that here in Malaysia? Yes. Okay. Yep. What had happened was uh, she saw a posting, a job posting on Facebook mm-hmm. um, to be a beautician at a salon in Klang Valley with a salary of more than 3K ringgit. So obviously that sounds good. And she was introduced to an agent by her friend who then kind of arranged for a flight and a tourist visa, not a working visa, but a tourist visa. And she was promised that her employer would then process the proper documents for her once she arrives uh, in Malaysia. And obviously not knowing how things work, she thought this was the proper procedure. But once once she arrived and she was brought to the uh, so-called workplace, she was actually brought to a warehouse and not to an um, employer at a beautician or a salon or anything like that. Right. And she was immediately locked for three days um, instead of, you know, any kind of training or things like that. And when they brought her out, she was forced to take her clothes off and was told to perform explicit acts Mm -hmm. so she was really shocked and she didn't want to obviously she didn't want to do these things and as a result she was forced to be locked into the room again yeah and she was beaten up without food and drinks and all this Um, tortured basically yeah tortured Mm -hmm. yeah so you can see that it's quite a common situation where victims are actually deceived by Facebook posts, mm-hmm. their friends, their family, and they're told they're or they're promised. Okay, your employer will take care of you. This will happen. This will happen. But once they get there, that's not the case at all. Um, they're not paid what they what they were told. They're not given the documents that they were told they would be given. So there's a lot of these misleading information about migration procedures, which really really plays a part in. The trafficking process, as I mentioned mm. earlier. Which I would yeah. imagine also, you know, you're in a foreign land yeah, yeah. and isolated. So what happened? Thankfully for her, she is a survivor. Therefore, um, she was saved. How, how did that process happen? I mean, were there other girls involved that were they uncovered? I mean, the operation? Um, so interestingly, who saved her was the first customer that she got. Oh. Yeah. Is that a common thing or...? That I'm not too sure about. But yeah, so the reason was because she didn't know what she was supposed to do with the customer. And she had told the customer, this is what's happening, please help me. And thankfully, I guess the customer helped her. Mm -hmm. Um, She uh, told the police and everything, the authorities about what's happening. Unfortunately, the other girls involved were not uh, saved because once the authorities arrived, they had gotten everyone out of the area already. So she was the only one that got out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that being said, after she was saved, she was actually brought to a shelter for eight months to kind of support her throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting legal help and also emotional and mental help because it's quite hard, you know. Not only were you trafficked here, you were being exploited, but your friend was actually the one who deceived you back home. So, yeah. So, I, I mean... Is it even possible to ask a question like what sort of signs should we as a society be on the look f- lookout for in, in a situation like this? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's important actually to ask this question because we need 
the general public to know for their own sake because I think one thing we want to highlight is that this can happen to anyone, mm. um, especially in this digital age where everything is posted online. Um, just like in her situation, she saw the post on Facebook. And this is how a lot of things are happening nowadays. So that's one very like major thing to look out for, the advertisement, the employment advertisement post. Definitely check the validity of the account. Is it actually the company's account? Is it a real company? Um, check the address, check the reviews of the company, do your due diligence, I think your own due diligence, your research, and uh, to verify, you know, if this was, even if this was something recommended by a friend. Um, mm-hmm. Because you never really know whether the friend actually knows the, the the validity of the company or whether you can actually trust your friend, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But these are things we just have to keep an eye out for just for our own safety. Another thing is the agent, the recruitment agent or the agency. Um, I'm not sure how many people kind of use the this kind these kinds of agents uh, here in Malaysia, but just in case, you know, because I'm sure people do want to migrate out sometimes and this may happen, uh, you know, we go through agencies. Yeah, I mean, that, that works when it comes to sort of the recruitment agencies mm-hmm. that happen for all sorts of different countries, foreign yeah, countries. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, we, we go through those. What about, you know, for someone receiving services, whether it's at the nail salon or restaurant, um, for someone who perhaps may be suspicious on behalf of somebody who's working there? Say I go to a restaurant or a nail salon and the person who is serving me or or working on my hands, for example, I get a sense that something isn't right. I mean... What could what should I be looking out for? What kind of questions should I be asking? I think what would help is if you're able to kind of build rapport with the person uh, providing you that service, because then that's how you can ask your questions. You know, um, but I think one thing is don't go straight into like, are you, you know, are you being exploited? Are you being abused? Um, it's really asking uh like where they're from how they kind of got here who yeah it's it's more general questions like that and you kind of have to use your instinct as well to just navigate that conversation with them because whether they're okay or not there would be the you know a wall that they wouldn't want to cross with Mm. a customer you know but um let's say you do end up finding out that okay they've been um exploited here they weren't they're not getting paid or they're getting physically or mentally or verbally abused Mm -hmm. um then definitely reach out to ngos working on the ground obviously there's us project liberate uh we can help guide you to uh, direct you to uh proper channels so there are ngos working on this like the naganita um, if you want to reach out to them, there's a hotline, 012-335-0512. That's their, th- their hotline. But there's also a chatbot on the NSO MAPO, N-S-O-M-A-P-O Facebook page. Uh, they're the National Secretariat uh, working on uh, trafficking in persons. So there's a chatbot on their Facebook page that people can access and get information about what to do, what trafficking is, uh, things like that. So definitely do that. But make sure while you're doing all this to not let your safety be uh, neglected. Your mm. safety is priority because if you're not safe, you can't help people in need. Okay.
The Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. Good morning. And on Monday, Motivators Today, we're supporting World Day Against Trafficking in Persons, which happened yesterday. We invited Project Liberate for a chat. Asha caught up with the Project Liberate Operations Manager, Fatin Raza, and Program Officer, Alia Arbra, very recently. And this is their conversation. Okay, you're putting me on the hot spot. Yes. I'll do my best. Okay, so we are playing a game called Trafficked or Not. So it just sounds like a horrible game. <laughs> <laughs> and but you know, obviously a learning curve for all of us here. So yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna give you like a few situations and from the description you need to determine whether or not this person is trafficked. Okay. Okay, let's start with the first one. Lisa, a Malaysian gamer, was chosen to represent her country in a gaming competition in Cambodia, along with 30 others. However, upon arrival, they found out it was an illegal gambling operation. They faced threats to prevent them from leaving, but were compensated well for their work. So Asha, is she being trafficked or not? I would say no, because you said she's being compensated well. The answer is... Ding, ding, ding. Yes, she is being trafficked. Oh. So despite receiving substantial payment, uh, we knew that you know this would be something that people would get tricked by. Yeah. But um, the organizers still profited from their involvement, which is the purpose. Remember the AMP model? Mm. So that's the purpose. And the arrangement did not align with the promises that were made. Means right. by the organizers. So who also recruited them for the event? So that's the act, means and purpose. Again, Got equation it. yeah and it's 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 uh confusing because you think okay well it wasn't mm-hmm. ideal but mm-hmm. you got paid a lot of money yes. so you know it doesn't sound like a normal person being trafficked scenario True. right yeah wow okay cool mm-hmm. i mean not cool i mean i'm mean, cool i'm learning something okay <laughs> next scenario okay next scenario prajish came to malaysia two years ago migrating to work as a security guard. He works 12 hours a day, seven days a week. He has a passport with a valid working visa, but was kept by the security company. So, is this a traffic situation or not? He was kept by the security company. The passport and the working visa was kept by the security company. Yes, because of that. The answer is no. Ah! (laughs) Okay, wait! Okay, so, all right. Tricky question, I know. Okay. Uh, tricky, tricky. I should have asked question. whether he had access to his passport or not. Well, um, let me tell you why the answer is no. So, Prajesh may not actually be a trafficked victim simply because his story, uh, this particular story, has no signs of means, uh, meaning he was not lied to or he was not uh, deceived by the agency or the employer. Right. However, we do acknowledge that, you know, there are exploitive, exploitative uh, conditions which are quite common in the secu- in security industry and obviously those need uh, reform. Um, but yeah, right. she's mm-hmm. not. Okay, because like, you think, obviously, it's illegal to hold somebody else's passport, mm-hmm. so that's a flag, mm-hmm. but as you said... Things yeah. can be a little bit more complex yeah. than you think. <gasps> yeah. okay. yes. The Prajesh case is more forced labor than trafficking yes. uh, in its entirety. Yeah. Uh-uh. Wow. So I did see. Which also is not good. So yes, it's, it's not good. It's a different can of worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is. I've got two fails. Okay. Let's <laughs> see if I get the third one correct. Okay, so now we're moving to like another game. This is more rapid fire. 
Ready, Asha? Yes. So this is just true or false, simple, straightforward. Okay. Trafficking in persons is the same as human smuggling. True or false? True. The answer is false. Yes. So again, trafficking in process is a process that involves the act, means and purpose and it can occur both domestically and internationally whereas smuggling refers specifically to the transportation of individuals across borders. Right. So you think of smuggling... Ah, okay, yeah. I understand. Gosh, this is like a this is like a lesson in language as much as process as mm-hmm. well. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So another uh, important distinction here is that uh, smuggling uh, often uh, involves the voluntary consent of the individuals being smuggled to enter a country without proper documentation, but trafficking can still happen even if someone is smuggled into the country because that can just be part of the process. Right. Yeah. Wow. Tricky. Very tricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This That's is my head just exploding. True. Uh, this is one of the things that uh, is the most common misconceptions mm. that the public has mm. these days between smuggling and, al- and also trafficking. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. So second question. Trafficking in persons is primarily about sexual exploitation. True or false? False. Yes, you're right. I got one right today. Yay, congrats. <laughs> wow, go me. <laughs> go Asha. <laughs> so a little, just a little bit that I want to add in here is uh, sexual exploitation is a significant form of trafficking, but um, in Malaysia, what's uh, quite prevalent is actually forced labour. Mm. Yeah, that's the, the purpose, Yeah, mainly on forced labour. But, okay. you know, that being said, it yeah. still does happen. Okay, so for the third question, if you consent to be trafficked, it is no longer considered a trafficking in persons situation. If you consent to be trafficked, mm-hmm. who does that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So yeah, what do you think? Is it true or false? It's a confusing false question because no one would consent to being trafficked. Yes, I mean, yeah, that, that's true. The answer is false because of what you have said. So the co- the concept of consent is uh, in the context of trafficking in, in person is very complex and nuanced. So it is crucial for us to understand that, you know, consent obtained under conditions of force, um, fraud or coercion is not valid or legally recognized. Like you said, who would consent to be mm. trafficked? Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, you got two rights now. <laughs> wow. Again, go me. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I mean, uh, the work you're doing and, and spreading this message. I mean, it's been an eye opener today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still stuck on, wow, smuggling, trafficking, <laughs> differences in yeah. words and, and how important it is to understand. Yep. Um, so thank you uh, so much to the both of you again. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to just give us um, the best resource to go to if we suspect or are worried about or want to learn more about trafficking in persons in Malaysia? A best resource would probably be, uh, you know, we have the NGOs on the ground. Um, that's us, Project Liberate. We can definitely direct you to um, other organizations and other agencies working on this. So what's the best way to find Project Liberate? We can be found on all social media platforms at Project Liberate. So that's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-L-I-B-E-R-8. The, the number eight. The number eight. Okay. Yes. So uh, that's also, you can, f- you, you Google us. Well, we have a website as well with resources on there that you can learn from. 
So, uh, you know, once you access our social media platforms, um, please do keep a lookout for a video that we have. Uh, an explainer ex- video? Yes, an explainer video that will tell you all about uh, trafficking and how how it happens and what happens to people after that. So, yep, do keep a lookout for that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you, you for having sure. us. Thank you for having us. That was our interview with Project Liberate Operations Manager Fatin Raza and Program Officer Alia Abra. You can listen to that whole interview again along with all our Monday Motivator sessions on the Light Breakfast Podcast. That's on the Shock app, S-Y-O-K. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.